Being in business for yourself can be scary. Get small business savvy with Maureen and Crystal. With 24 years of experience between them, join as they discuss how to work hard and work smart. Welcome back here to Small Business Savvy Podcast. My name is Crystal and I am here with my co-host today, Maureen, and we are going to be discussing with you guys the top 10 mistakes in business blogging. Now we had a prior episode where we talked to you guys a little bit about why it is important for you all to have a blog with your small business and on your website, but there are some big, big mistakes out there. Top 10 that we have that we're going to discuss today that can definitely hurt you if you have a blog and can slow down that opportunity of marketing online and those kind of things. And these are things that you shouldn't be doing when it comes to your blog. So we're going to talk about that today. And uh, yeah, I think we've, we've all, I think we've both made these mistakes in, in once or twice in our blogging careers, I think. <laughs> Yep. I think that's why we know what the mistakes are is because we've been there. We've right? done them. And I'm going to start with number one that I am making right now, which is blogging irregularly. Um, I just have a lot going on right now and I know I need to have a regular schedule and be uploading at least once a week. And I, I'm going to call myself out. I have been really, really bad with this lately, but I will say that for the most most of my blogging career, I have been pretty good with that. And I definitely reap the rewards of making sure that I have regular blog posts going up and not being somebody that just, you know, drops one once a month and, you know, vanishes. Keeping a regular schedule with your blog is very, very important. So the next thing, the next mistake that a lot of people make when it comes to blogging in their business is writing solely for search engines and keyword stuffing as they call it. Now, it is very important, as we've talked about before, to have keywords in your blog, to do that proper keyword research for search engine optimization or SEO. But the problem is a lot of times people will think, oh, okay, I have to put in like 15 different keywords in order to have this search engine find me, or they solely will write content just because it's going to do well in a search engine. And it might be completely irrelevant to your business, or you end up sounding like a robot and you overly stuff your keywords and things aren't read right in your audience. You're going to lose your audience that way. People will stop reading when things don't flow correctly. So don't just throw in keywords to throw in keywords, write initially for your audience, for your business, for your customer base, right from your heart, and then also focus on the SEO of keyword optimization. Yes. And the third most common mistake is ignoring your analytics. And by analytics, I am talking about Google analytics. You want to make sure that you have a really clear picture of who it is that is coming to your blog and reading your posts. And if you aren't looking at your Google analytics, and I'm not talking about logging in every day and checking numbers, but making sure you have a really clear picture of who your avatar is and making sure that you are writing for them. Exactly. And number four is not having reserve posts at least three to five in your bank. And okay, Maureen already did a really good job of calling herself out. I'm going to call myself out on this one. This is where I struggle. And let me tell you guys, there is nothing worse than sitting in front of your computer and staring at a blinking cursor. Okay. When you know you need to get content out 
and you have nothing <laughs> to put out there. It is just mortifying to say the least. It will kill your creativity. So try to really sit down and make sure that you have reserve posts in your creative bank. Have at least three to five that you can post, you know, maybe if you're sick or maybe if you just don't know what to put out there or, you know, you're just having one of those weeks. Just make sure that when you have a moment to sit down and you're feeling creative, put those posts in there and have them ready to go for those really needed times. I learned my lesson on that one. I had my tonsils out as an adult. Oh no. The doctor did warn me that it's much more dramatic as an adult. And he said, prepare to be down for 10 days. And I said, oh no, I have a very high pain tolerance. I'll be (laughs) bouncing back in two to three days. And no, it was the full 10. And I did not have anything prepared. I did not feel like sitting and writing. Um, I was on pain medication, so it probably would have been some interesting posts anyway. But yeah, from that point on, I always made sure that I have at least a couple kind of evergreen posts that could just go up anytime, um, just sitting there waiting just in case. I mean, things happen. You don't always get a chance to plan for them. Um, if your doctor ever tells you you're going to be down for 10 days, plan for it though. That was my lesson learned. Um, but yeah, it's always good to have some stuff in reserve that you can just put up you know, if needed. Another mistake that we see people making is having a really unprofessional design on their blog. And I don't mean that it has to have 800 bells and whistles and, you know, flying banners across the top or anything like that. But please, please don't do, you know, a black background with white writing. That's like my pet peeve. (laughs) Um, But just things that look like something that maybe your high schooler designed in computer class 101. You want to invest in something that is aesthetically pleasing, that is easy for your customer to navigate, that has a clear menu, um, perhaps a drop-down menu. But those are things that it's perfectly acceptable if you don't know how to do that yourself. You just need to hire somebody who can help. You don't have to pay an arm and a leg. I've been shocked at what some of my clients have told me that they have paid for their websites. If you're looking to set up a website for, you know, not thousands and thousands of dollars and you can't find someone, contact us. We can help you with that. But you do want something that is going to look professional and is going to represent you and your special gifts the way that they need to be. So I need to take the music and the floating snowflakes off of my website, you're saying? (laughs) Music, that's the other pet peeve. Yes, the black background with the white writing and the music need to go. And and like videos that pop up and take over the entire screen. (laughs) Definitely want to be careful with your design of your website. Also, another thing that you definitely want to do, guys. Okay, social networking is called social networking for a reason. You need to be social. Do not be slow with your comment moderation out there. And this is something that I know as sometimes people who might be a little more introverted or just have, I don't know, a fear of what somebody might say. When it comes to comments, make sure you're looking through them on the daily. You know, even places like social media, you don't want comments to just sit. You want to respond to your customer base. You want to get back to them as quickly as possible because people have a very short attention span out there. So if somebody comments and it's going to take you days upon end to get back to them, they more than likely will stop 
working with you or wanting your business because they figure, well, if I'm not important enough to get back to on a blog, who's to say that they're going to take time with me if I hire them? So if people think like that, so try to get in at least within 24 hours, if less than that, if you can, and make sure that you're, you're being as thorough as possible with your comments. Don't just let them sit there and, uh, and just, and fester and those kind of things. Now I know Sometimes people can comment and it can be really off color or just not quite, you know, it's not the best of comments. I'm not saying you have to necessarily respond to negativity comments, like if people are being outright cruel and rude, obviously, but get to your comments as fast as possible because your customers, guess what? They want to hear from you. So pay attention. And that, that brings us to number seven, which is, is also a mistake people make, which is ignoring negative comments. If somebody leaves a comment that criticizes your business or criticizes something that you have said or something that you wrote, you need to have a policy already in place how you're going to deal with that. And Crystal talked about comment moderation. On most websites, you can set something up so that the comments don't show immediately. You have to go in and approve them. If you have that set up and somebody leaves something that's completely inappropriate, do not feel like you have to put that through, that it has to be published. If you have a situation where comments are published immediately and somebody writes something negative, you have two choices. You can either delete it or you can respond to it. And it's really up to you what you feel comfortable doing. The worst thing you can do is let it sit there without any response at all. So you really don't want to ignore negative comments. You can use that as an opportunity to respond to it and explain why the person is wrong or show that you've rectified whatever it was, or you can just choose not to have it show at all. But don't leave it just kind of hanging out there. The other thing that you don't want to ignore is social media. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need to be on Facebook. I don't need to be on Pinterest. And I've actually sat down with businesses who thought that their type of business wasn't really needed on Pinterest because they view Pinterest as like finding a recipe or crafts and those kind of things. And they're more of a record keeping style business. And we actually played around with it and I helped them out. And they found that Pinterest actually helped increase memberships to their agency and also bringing people to their website and things like that. So social media is out there. It's essentially, essentially, I say, because of course you can purchase ads and things like that, but it is a nearly free marketing tool that you want to use for your business. And it's where people are. I know somebody as a, somewhere in between a Xennial, millennial, Gen X, nobody really knows where I am in my generation, but we tend to the younger crowd, we tend to actually contact people more on social media now than picking up the phone and calling somebody as opposed to even emailing. You know, we're more likely to direct message on Facebook. And when you go on Facebook these days, even like on a business page, there's even a chat box that automatically pops up now where you can message a business on Facebook. So that's going to give that person almost like a direct contact to you. And people tend to think, you know, People are on social media, they have their phones, so they're able to get those messages faster. So you don't want to ignore social media because I can guarantee you that's where a lot of your customer base is going to be at. And please, please don't set up a profile, let's say an Instagram, and then abandon it. Because I know people like me, I look up a company on Instagram and if their last post was in 2013, it makes me wonder if they're still in business. So You really need to make sure that if you're setting up a profile that you at least are monitoring it, you're posting somewhat regularly, and you're taking care of it. 
Um, another mistake we see a lot of business blogs making is not putting media in their posts. So they have a lot of text and no images and no video, nothing to break it up. And unfortunately, today's consumer has an attention span that is very, very short. And when they first land on your page, they are scanning. They're scanning to see what is it that you're talking about? Is it something they want to invest the three minutes to read or not? And having things like headers, bullet points, and images are a great way to capture them and hopefully get your message across, even if they do just skim it for, let's say, 30 seconds and don't take the time to read it. But people get very hesitant to put images in their blog post because they feel like they need to be taking all of the pictures. And that's not the case at all. Now, you cannot do what some people do and just go out on Google and Google whatever the, the thing is that you're looking for and right-click it and put it in your blog. Please don't do that. That's called copyright infringement and can get you in a lot of trouble. Crystal will come after um, you. I've had it happen to me many times. <laughs> yeah, I think we many both many have times. had that happen. <laughs> and those of us who are content creators get kind of punchy around that. But there are sites that are called uh, stock photo sites, and there are a ton of them. We will put some in the show notes, but you can go to those and you can purchase pictures that you would then have the right to use um, in your publications. So it's a great way, again, to break up a lot of text. It's a great way to kind of attract attention, create a mood, but you just need to make sure you're doing it right. Please, yes, adhere to this because I don't know how many times I've gone out to blogs and literally my eyes go cross-eyed in like 2.8 seconds because there's just blocks and blocks and blocks of text and there's absolutely nothing else. And in turn, also... When you're breaking up, to kind of add to this a little bit, when you're breaking up your, with your media, don't write like two paragraphs at the top and then have 19 photos underneath that. <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing that I often see. So properly put in your text and then like a photo, some more text, and then a photo or a video or multimedia, whatever the case might be. So, it, and again, if you guys have questions about this and you need some help with this and building it, I know it can be new for a lot of different people. Definitely contact us. We're more than happy to help you guys out with those kind of services as well. So finally, one of the biggest things, and this is something that I, we've talked about before. We've talked about why it is important to build your newsletter. And when you do not have an email list, this is a big mistake because just as important as it is to get onto social media, social media could die tomorrow. Any one of these platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, you name it, those platforms, you are at their mercy. If those platforms suddenly go, all of those followers that you have and consumers, they could potentially be gone. So when you have an email list, an email list is something that is gold because that's technically your one-on-one -on -one content uh, with these in connection with these people. And also, even if Instagram and Facebook stay around forever, there's so much information being pumped to people every single day of the week with news feeds being filled with goodness knows what. When you have a newsletter, you are, again, having that one-on-one -on -one with your customer by that email being in their inbox. So that's a great way to, like we've talked about before, tell them about your business, give them sales, information, things that they can do with your business, those kind of things. So that's your chance to really shine and not be in the noise of thousands of other ads and sponsors things and all that jazz that's on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and out there. 
constantly coming at them. So guys, please, 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 please do not forget about your email lists out there. So that concludes the 10 most common blogging mistakes. We have actually created a downloadable list for you. So you I didn't have to take notes. Hopefully you weren't, especially if you were driving. Um, but we can, you can download those top 10 mistakes and post them somewhere where you do your writing and make sure you're not making any of them. So just head over to smallbusinesssavvypodcast.com and we will have a download for you there. And until next time, remember, work hard, work smart. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Small Business Savvy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, be sure to email at smallbusinesssavvy at gmail.com. Also, be sure to leave a rating and a comment. We would love to hear from you. We'll see you next week.